You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. there my lovely podcast audience i am so glad that you are here welcome to pause on the play as always it is amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs question your predisposed notions and consider realities you are unfamiliar with to understand that they too are real i am your host and conversation mc for the day erica corday i am here to get the dialogue going so Today, I'm actually going to take it back a little bit. I'm actually um, popping in the first interview that myself, along with India Jackson of India Jackson Artistry, actually did with me. And this was what really uh, sparked the podcast. It literally was one of those things that kind of fell in my lap. And it's like, all right, so I guess I've got a podcast. We're going to do this. And um, it's it's a really good example of what it looks like having um, just conversation and dialogue and what can come from it. And literally, we talk about what it looks like when you take exception with an action that other people didn't. We talk about judgment. We talk about redemption. We talk about uh, where is it your space to be better and do better. Um, The whole you know, subconscious programming of past transgressions being something that comes through in your actions, having too high of a bar for yourself, uh, talking about having, you know, choosing better decisions now and not carrying the, the burden um, of what can come from white guilt, this whole, you know, we're so bad type of thing. So I'm going to carry this burden and this weight and, you know, newsflash, but this is still very self-centered. This is not about the change you're trying to make. This is simply guilt and it's very self-serving. It's a victimhood thing. We don't want to do that. Um, And one of the big things is the I forgive me concept. Um, I've talked about imposter syndrome um, on the episode last week and I've talked about cancel culture. And in talking about these things, you begin to talk about what does it look like to forgive or, um, you know, learning what that space looks like for forgiveness. And so often it's something that we discuss in reference to someone else, but we don't discuss it in reference to ourselves. So I think that that's a big part of it. So without further ado, I can keep talking, but I'm going to let my conversation pop in with India and you will hear what this uh, really looks like, what we got. And I want you to definitely chime in over on social media and let me know your thoughts. Here we go. 
All right. So I know we were talking about the whole um, what redemption, what salvation looks like, what it looks like when somebody makes a mistake and wants to learn better, do better, know better, act better, and feel like you make a mistake and you're tethered to it forever. You're not given the space to say, you know, I want to find out why this was hurtful or why this wasn't right. And I don't want to be this person forever. And there's, it's very often that people aren't given that space or the space is very readily given to um, some people without a second thought. So I think it's just kind of, um, you know, like say for you as a person, is there, is, is, is there a gray area in where, yes, somebody can make a mistake and, you know, you can work on it. I might not be happy about it. I might, might even need a break from you, but you can come back from it versus, no, nah, son, <laughs> you're done. You've done this and that's it. I, I can't. I just can't. You know, I think that it really just depends on the person. Um, and it makes me think about, like, judgment, you know? Like, who am I to say when a person goes so far that they can't be forgiven? Um, <laughs> and sure. then, you know, how much of that holding on to that lack of forgiveness is actually hurting you and not them? Well, and that goes to the statement that a lot of people make about the fact that redemption um, or forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. You know, when you forgive somebody else, that has nothing to do with them. Forgiveness given for someone else's actions is more so that you're not carrying the burden anymore. Yeah. Because if something is, is done to you or it affects you, that forgiveness is so that you're not having that shroud on you anymore. You don't have that weight on you. So I'm not going to forgive you. That means that you're very likely to still have that bitterness, have that anger, have that weight. And you suffer. Yep. You suffer. You're the one walking around with all of that while they didn't moved on with their life. They're like, huh? The what? I forgot all about that. What happened again? <laughs> Real talk. Right. But I think, but then what happens when it's you? Do you forgive yourself even when somebody else forgives you if you happen to be the one that was the offender? I think that's a big one is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are not, that might be better at forgiving other people than they are themselves. And when you don't forgive yourself, I think a lot of times you carry that weight of what you did wrong or what mistake you made or whatever, like throughout the rest of your life. And if you believe in the law of attraction, you know, is what, what you allow to take up space or energy grows is like now because you're holding on to the lack of forgiveness in yourself, say for example, I don't know, for getting caught stealing candy out of a store, like now you're going to constantly be thinking about that subconsciously, which will make you more likely to steal again. Like, or if it's for hurting somebody, like you're going to be more likely to hurt somebody constantly holding on to the guilt of the fact that you hurt somebody in the past because it's still there. You're still thinking about it. You're thinking about what you don't want to do. Like you're going to do it. I think too, people hold themselves to the standard that they don't hold other people to. It's if somebody else does something to you and you're trying to figure out your way through it and you're like, okay, this was something that wasn't intentionally done to me. 
I just maybe was a part of this situation. And particularly if you've talked through it and you're actively trying to move through it, yet somehow or another, when it's you on the other side, that record constantly plays of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. How did that happen? You're less forgiving to yourself than you are to others. And I think in a lot of ways, it means that you're, you're stifling your own growth because if you are actively acknowledging and saying, look, this was not my intention. I apologize for any harm I did. And then you try to move forward from it. But yet in your head, you have not forgiven yourself. You have not let go of it. It, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't work. And you look at people sometimes and you're like, man, like they're just not moving forward, but maybe you're not moving forward either. Like maybe this is something that you're doing to yourself. Yeah, I definitely can see places and relationships that I've watched and people that I know that have been there where like they made a major mistake, but constantly um, living in the mistake over and over again because they didn't forgive themselves. Like now they're a shell of themselves. And so you look at them, you know, a year, two years, three, four years later, had they just moved from that place to focusing on being better, like they would have actually been able to repair that relationship. But because they held on to the mistakes that they made or the things that they didn't live up to, like it actually just made that relationship disintegrate even more. The very one that they were trying to repair, the very one that they felt guilty about messing up. Definitely been there before. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to I'm get heavy a little bit. So I think there's a lot of things around, um, uh, let's say race or sexuality, for example, where if there's an offense that's there, is redemption an exemption in that case? Because if you have um, someone that, you know, let's, let's say a white person says, you know what, there's been a lot of offenses done to black people and these things are not okay, and they decide to carry this guilt and walk through life with this as they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I move forward with this? Um, I don't know that that's, a, that's necessarily helpful, but I also think that it's, in, it, it's almost like, it, does it help to torture yourself? Is that something that's supposed to make it better when you're now carrying, you're, you're, you're carrying guilt? but it may not even be your guilt. The guilt might be more because you weren't acknowledging of something or you didn't know it was there and now you're trying to figure out how to fix it and you've taken on millions of people's burden to figure out how to fix it and you're one person. Well, I think it's like, it's like the non-person of color walking around saying, you know, oh, my people are terrible. We did horrible things to people of color. You know, I want to fix it. Like, there's many ways you can go about trying to fix it, so to speak. I'm going to put that in quotation marks because you can't really fix it. What's done is done. Thank you. <laughs> you but, really, and that's, that's the whole thing. There's no, there's no fixing. It's what yeah. This was right now. And, like, so if you want to fix it, something that can't be fixed, you be a good person now. You, you know make equal opportunity decisions when you're hiring for your business you if you're deciding who's going to be an ad campaign pick people that look like the world that we live in instead of just your race but 
sitting here and like, oh, I want to fix it and walk around with the guilt from the other side that I've seen people do is beating themselves up. Oh, well, my community is so racist. Like, but how are you now in doing that, helping, you know, people who don't look like you? You're not. You're just beating yourself up. And it doesn't help anybody because when you come from a place of disempowerment, how are you supposed to empower somebody else? Exactly. And a lot of it does just come from this place of not only having awareness and consciousness around the decisions you make, but also awareness and consciousness around the who they who who the people are that you feel as though were the ones that were offended. So if you if if you're someone and you say, I want to create more of a, a diverse and equal opportunity type of environment that showcases people that work here in the same way that that's the type of diversity I want to see within the people that we're serving. But you don't understand those people. You're not trying to figure out what their challenges are, what makes them different, why things that you take for granted are going to feel different for them. So I think sometimes when there's that, not that dialogue there, then it's difficult to feel like I want to fix it. Fix what for who? Who are you fixing this for? You don't, you don't, you have to understand what it is that you're doing. And you, and as a general statement, everybody's needs aren't going to be the same. So you're, you're, you're trying to just find a way to get some understanding to start with and then begin to have that dialogue of what these particular people that you want to support, where do they need support? What kind of support do they need? What is it at their core that fuels them as opposed to all black people need this, all Mexican people need this, all Muslim people need this, all white people need this? Uh-uh. Nah. Nah. No. I mean, I think that that applies to racism and it applies to equality, it applies to so many different things, sexuality, but I think that just applies to everyday relationships too. <laughs> like, you yeah. can't if you're in a relationship with somebody and you didn't fuck that, like you can't fix that mistake just saying, well, I fucked up so bad and I want to fix it. I want to fix it. Like you got to know what does that person need for it to be fixed? Like what did you do and how did that affect them? You know, how do you undo the damage of that effect? Like if you're not even talking enough to figure out the effects of what you or your community or your workplace had on somebody, then you're just arbitrarily throwing random shit at them trying to fix it. <laughs> and it's a, it's a check the block. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I want to fix it. Do you though? Do you know what you're fixing? So like with the, if, if the kids do something wrong and they turn around, and they say, Oh, I apologize. I say, do you know what you're apologizing for? Yep. Cause I don't want you to just say, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. But why though? You saying kids, but I see adults. (laughs) But that's that's oh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, but do you know why you fucked up? Like, you 30 years old, but do you know what you messed up on? (laughs) Because somebody's mama didn't ask them that question, and they took the blanket. I'm sorry. They took the blanket. Bingo. I I did something wrong. What do I need to say to shut you up? What do I need to say to check this block Mm -hmm. so that you feel like I heard you, but you'll stop talking? (laughs) (laughs) but I have zero acknowledgement around not only what I did, how it affected you, how it affected me, how I can do it better and whether or not there's anything that needs to be talked about at that point. Cause sometimes it needs to be dialogue. Sometimes it needs to be time because everything isn't going to be, Oh, I'm sorry. Some things are going to run a little deeper than that. And 
if there's no awareness or acknowledgement around that, it's not going to get better. It's not going to change. And you're going to keep having this same Groundhog Day conversation about, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been here before. Why are we doing this again? Yes. I, I got deja vu. You keep making the same mistake. <laughs> you said you're sorry. You feel so guilty. You're walking around like a sad little puppy dog. Sorry as hell about what you did, but you're going to do it next week because you don't even right. understand how you did wrong. No. And then I'm looked at like, well, what's the matter? What's the matter with you? Do you understand <laughs> that what you did was not okay? And and there's this piece around, again, something, something that happens with the kids that even adults, I don't think, get it. You're absolutely right. And that, like, if if one kid does something and says, I'm sorry, and the other one says, okay, and keeps it moving, then the mother, well, you didn't my apology. And now you're in your feelings because this person didn't respond how you wanted them to yeah. to your transgression. That's not how that works. That's yeah. not how that works at all. You can't show up and be like, I did something to you. I screwed you over. I fucked up. But now I said I'm sorry. So we good, right? <laughs> That's not how any, any of that works. It doesn't go that way. So when yeah. you have, you know, and, and unfortunately, I see it a lot with Sally's, like, sexual abuse. It's almost this. But he said he's sorry, so that's supposed to be it. And it's like, sir, sir, no, yeah, no, it's not how that goes. And again, with with race relations, it's 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 tough because if you have somebody that does offend you, what can happen is is that now, particularly even if you know, particularly if you try to come from a place of okay, let me have this conversation with you. Let me tell you where I'm coming from why it triggered me and try to create dialogue with you because in most cases the problem lies in the fact that there is no dialogue so you can't figure out how to do better if nobody will talk to you about it there's no point of reference there's no place to have the conversation and you try to have this dialogue but now the person that did it is in their feelings they're like well i didn't mean it that way that's not what i said that was why are you so sensitive am i sensitive or are you just feeling sensitive because you offended me and even though you didn't mean it that way that's where it landed yeah you can't, you can't neutralize my feelings because it's not comfortable in this moment it's not how that works i think a healthy dose of and that's okay at the end of the sentence is needed a lot of times because like it's okay if i'm upset about what you said and it's okay that you made a mistake like but mm -hmm. not being okay with those things is the reason why people aren't even talking in the first place to figure out like, okay, why did this make me feel a certain way or why? Because you're just trying to like, you're just trying to put water on the fire. Like, yeah. Well, it's not being okay, but it's also the, I'm good. I'm, I, I, I know who I am. It's just like a person that says something like, I'm not racist. The fact that you said that makes me questionable. I need you to understand that. <laughs> I'm not That's racist. Because I got three black friends. Three? You can count them. You can. Count them. And three. <laughs> you know all their names. That does not. That's not how that works. <laughs> not how that works at all. And the fact is, is when you decide that you don't need to embark on certain conversations or certain types of um, knowledge-based expansion, because. Oh, I'm not this person. I don't do this. I don't do that. We all have a place to grow. We all have preconceived notions, some of which are ours, 
some of which were given to us, some of which are fed to you through society. There's any number of places you could have picked up something. And if you're not willing to say, hmm, I didn't think that was an issue, but I pissed somebody off. And I need to question where that came from because I don't want that to be an issue. And I want to make sure that I don't have deeper rooted things that maybe I just didn't have any awareness of because it never came up. Well, I think we're on a whole other subject at this point, which is called empathy, because most people (laughs) all day long realize they piss somebody off, but not give a fuck enough to try to figure out why. (laughs) Let me just put water on the fire again, you know? Well, because having to have empathy in a lot of cases means that you have to say, it's not okay that I did something to you that made you feel a way that I didn't want you to feel, and I'm sure you didn't want to feel. And so now I want us to work to a place that you don't feel that way. And then hopefully I don't offend again in that way. Well, Not perfect. I may do it again somewhere else and forgive me if I do. Let's work through that too. But being able to say almost a simple, like my bad, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that can we talk about this or just, I'm sorry, you know, if you just kind of need me to give you some space for a minute, I totally understand. Cause it's different in every situation, but being able to say, I did not mean to do something to you that I would not have wanted done to me. And I now want to figure out how we move forward, whether that's dialogue, whether that's space, whether that's time. And it may be a combination in whatever order, but just being able to say, I would not have wanted this. I am sure this probably doesn't feel really good. So therefore I can understand that I would probably feel X, Y, Z about it. So let me let you feel how you actually feel without putting my sprinkles and shit on it and tainting it. Yeah. That's not how that's supposed to go. Cause at the end of the day, cause you might not feel anything. So I need to give you that space to feel or or, or not about it. Because some people will then feel a certain way. And it's like, I didn't even pay that shit no mind. I didn't even notice it. And now you are in a place about it. But it wasn't yours. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to continue that conversation on like the dialogue of what does that look like to not just be sorry, but to actually try to like understand and put yourself in that person's shoes to figure out how you made them feel and then move forward. It takes putting on your big girl panties and (laughs) and having to be willing to not just be wrong, but acknowledge that you were wrong and say, you know what? I have some things that I need to work on and I may need some help with that. Yeah. That may be outside of the scope of what I am equipped to do on my own. Or I may not have the, the information or, or, or support people around me to get me where I need to be. So yeah. what, do I need, what, what do I need to do to be better? Yeah. That's a big one whole lot of layers Mm -hmm. a whole lot of layers (laughs) and yeah just like anything else it's just saying that a lot there's a lot of things in a gray area and just being able to say that every situation is not black and white it is not cut and dry this is where I am this is where you are this is where we would like to be and 
you know, we just have to figure out what it looks through, looks like to move through this. Yeah. And to give grace for being human. Exactly. All right. We'll pick this up on the next one. (laughs) That'll work. (laughs) That'll work. So if you love this, pause on the play. This is just one of the iterations of how I use conversation to create connection. The conversation workshop is another. This is a series where I talk with a guest, very similar to what I did today, about topics like diversity and inclusion within your marketing or even creating diversity within wellness spaces. The difference is is we also give you space to have a live Q&A with us so you can get support. These conversations are not complete without you. Hop on over to ericacorday.com, check out the show notes for the information and links as well, and register for the upcoming episode so you can get personalized support to further your growth. The conversations we have here are to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your normal exchanges. This is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection, cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. If you enjoyed this podcast, show me some love by subscribing, sharing it with a friend, or leaving us a review. Reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. Speaking of keeping it going, if you don't already follow and engage with us over on Instagram at Erica Corday, come on over there and do that. I really want to talk with you, so DM me and let's do this. I love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?